Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. started on sharing this morning. Lord, I thank you that you are with us this morning. Wherever we are, whatever we're doing, you are with us. You are present. And this morning we ask that you would speak to us, encourage us, lift us up in your word, in your truth. We pray that any distractions, any disappointments, anything that's weighing us down would just be washed off us. Even as we spend time in your word this morning, you would let freshness rise up in our spirit, let encouragement come and let the hope of your presence and power fill us and strengthen us in everything you have for us today and this coming week in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, today I want to share on room to grow. That's what I've titled it. And I don't know about you, but um, there are times in life where we feel like things are pressing up against us and maybe agitations, maybe irritations. It might be people, it might be our job, our situation, people around us and things going on around us where we feel like we're under pressure, where we have things crushing in on us sometimes. And I had a profound moment this morning. I harvested our first of a crop of beetroot. I pulled it out of the ground because it was actually coming out in and of itself. And I realized something that went with what I prepared during the week. And that is that these beetroot, which I'd planted months ago, are all pressing in on each other. And some of them then need to come up out of the ground organically to get away from the pressure, so either so they can keep growing or so that we harvest them. And this is exactly what happens in life. Sometimes we feel this stuff pressing in on us, but there's a reason and a season and a time and a purpose to all of that pressure, to all of the crushing, to all of the agitation and irritation. And it's because we are made so that we would create room and space to grow. And so I want to take a text this morning, which I remember preaching on years ago. And it's funny how... You look back at things that years ago God spoke to you about and then you revisit them some years down the track and there's still purpose and there's still meaning and life in it, but maybe it's got extra revelation in it now and that's what I certainly find with this passage from Genesis 26 verses 19 to 22. I'll give you a moment just to flick there. Genesis 26 verse 19 to 22. The reason I'm being specific in that is because I want to specifically pull some things out verse by verse so that we can look at what God is saying to us in these verses. And I'm starting from verse 19. And it says, Isaac's servants dug in the valley and discovered a well of fresh water there. But the herders of Gerar quarreled with those of Isaac and said, the water is ours. So he named the well Esek, meaning dispute, because they disputed with him. In verse 21, then they dug another well, but they quarreled over that one also. So he named it Sitna, meaning extreme hatred. Verse 22, he moved on from there and dug another well and no one quarreled over it. He named it Rehoboth, meaning open spaces, saying, now the Lord has given us room and we will flourish in the land. 
It's very simple, but it's very profound. And it could be said that we are in a season where this verse could be relevant for us. There's agitations, there's irritations, there's change, there's shifting. There's, there's all sorts of things going on that aren't actually of our doing necessarily, but they affect us. And so we've got to learn what do we do with that? Do we allow this pressure and this shifting and this uh, tension maybe that's going on around us and change, do we allow that to crush in on us and prevent us from growing? Or do we go with it and recognize organically God is at work? And so I want to just pull apart that last part of the last verse to really ask God to show us his full revelation in, in this passage. And so in that last verse, verse, he says, he named it Rehoboth, meaning open spaces, saying, now the Lord has given us room and we will flourish in the land. That first bit, the Lord has given, really talks about the sovereignty of God because ultimately God is sovereign. He is in control. It doesn't mean he's micromanaging everything and robotically making everything on earth happen and not happen, but it does mean he is king over everything else. And he's given mankind free will to operate in that realm, in our realm. And so we have free will of choice, but he is still sovereign. And what that means is he is the creator. He is the beginning and the end. And he knows all, he is in all, and he understands everything we're going through. And so his sovereignty means that we can trust in him. And that part where it says the Lord has given means that he's the one who ordains blessing to his people. The next part says um, the Lord has given us room. And I want to just expand that out for a minute because that room means given us space or given us a bigger and enlarged area. So the first thing is he's sovereign. The second thing is that he's giving us room. So we can look at Isaac, we can look at what's going on here and we can say, all right, I'm going to resist this. I'm going to resist it and I'm going to buffer up against these things that are coming against me. I'm going to fight against them. But just like my beetroot, there's no point in my beetroot fighting against the next beetroot because it hasn't got enough room. It's better off going with the process that God has ordained and saying, okay, God, I yield to your organic process, your kingdom, power, and authority. Whatever you're doing in this situation, I want to grow. And so that's what we want to discover in this season is what is he saying to us? How can we grow in this season? How can we learn more? How can we understand more? How can we hear his voice more? And rather than fighting against his kingdom principles and process, we actually learn from it and we get upgrades in this season. And so it's important that we listen to the fact that God is sovereign and he's doing things in this hour that couldn't be achieved in any other way, in any other time in history. But we've got to listen and watch and hear what he's doing and not fight against those things or even some of the agitations and irritations. And we might say, well, it's people wronging me. But do you know what? God will speak to us even in those situations. When people are wronging us, they, we might be getting offended. There's something to learn in every offense. And normally there's something we can learn about ourselves. It might not feel good. It might not actually be right 
in an overall scheme of things, but there's still something we can learn in it. And so we want to always take the perspective of what can I learn in this situation? We've had various seasons over our life that I can think of where we've faced criticism and sometimes completely wrong criticism where we might have been accused of things and making decisions in school and church and our community and our business and all sorts of realms of life where whereas the senior leaders we make a decision and it has an impact on other people and some people don't get the full scope of why we're doing things and so that's just a, a natural part of leadership but there's times where you'll get falsely ac accused and I remember early on in leadership even in our business situation where I couldn't tell the employees everything, what's going on financially, and it wouldn't be right, or it wouldn't really even be the, the wise thing to do. Um, but I'd make decisions and, and chop and change things if they needed to be changed. But, but everyone wouldn't understand, and so I'd cop some criticism for that and accusation. I remember early on thinking, well, I, you know, I can fight against this, or I can maybe take something from this and learn uh, what can I take in that for myself. Is there some truth in the criticism? Is there some truth in why I'm getting offended? Is there a button in me that's getting pressed over and over again that I can heal through and seek the Lord and grow through so that I don't have that button keep on getting pressed all the time? And so that's, that's what happens when we look at verses like this. We can see God is organically at work on us all the time. And he will allow all sorts of situations. He doesn't always make them or create them or force them, but he will allow those things in, in natural law to take place. And it's up to us whether we will go with that process, whether we will seek his kingdom first or whether we'll throw back into the flesh and into our own selfishness, get offended and run. And then we stifle all of the growth that he is purposing in that hour. And we don't want that. We want to grow. We want to transform and become bigger and better, as we've talked about so many times. The next part in this last verse, the first bit is, now the Lord has given us room. The next bit is, we will flourish. And this is a, a powerful statement. The Lord's given us room so that we can flourish. We have some room in this season. We have some time. We have some space uh, where some of the stuff, there's still plenty of things going on, but maybe we have room that God has allowed in this time so that we can flourish. And just like in our garden bed, I'm giving our story about our, our beetroot, but I'm pulling it out this morning, I'm thinking, wow, this is now making room for the next one to grow better because if this one stayed in its place, it would have stifled the growth of the next one. And maybe you're wondering why there's some shifting even of friendships, of relationships uh, and situations in this season. Uh, and that may be because God is allowing some space so that you can grow, you can be harvested because maybe we're stifling each other. And, and so we can still keep relationship. We can still keep doing what we're doing. But God allows some of these things so that we can all grow bigger. And uh, so that we don't all stay as seedlings knocked up against each other and not able to have space and room and, and, and be able to seek out some of that stuff for ourselves. Because God wants all of us to become bigger in the kingdom. In this season, we have an amazing opportunity. And it may only be a few weeks, who knows, until we're back in some way, shape and form worshipping together. Uh, but 
What a great time to be able to celebrate growing and seeking God for bigger and better things. Do it today. Don't wait for it. Don't wait for the government to announce now we're getting back together or now you're allowed to go back to work or do this, but do it today. Take action today to feed yourself, grow yourself, water yourself, to make room for those things that he is giving us because I believe he's saying to even some of us and me included, us in this hour, that he's allowed some space and time and room in this season. Just like with Isaac, it wasn't very nice. He got, he had disputes and arguments and, and some hate speech in two other regions and maybe that's the same for us we face some opposition and some strife and some disappointments in realms of our life but it's pushing us to a place of space to a place of room that never would have come about in any other way and so in those agitations and in that pressure cooker situation, it's pushing out the best. It's pushing out growth and it's pushing out his, his desires for us. The last part says, we'll flourish in the land. And what I take from that is that we'll flourish in the right soil, in the land, in the territory he's given us. And for me, if I look back to Isaac and his, this was big on family, having family territory and community because they weren't in the city, they weren't anywhere else. This is a whole herd, it's his whole family and they're being, they're being having disputes on different regions and so he, God sends them to a different place where they find water, they find peace and they can grow a lineage and a history together as a community as an, and as a family. It's really important and it's going to be really important as we get back to even doing church together that we don't just stay on random islands on our own thinking that we can do this for the rest of our life. It's going to be so important to get back together. And whatever church you're from, maybe you're from a different state or different country and watching this. And I just encourage you as things get back together, seek out community because we weren't built to just feed ourselves all the time. We need the creator's water. We need the creativity from the people of God. And the Bible talks very clearly about do not give up meeting together. Now, in this season, we haven't been able to meet together, but very soon we're going to be able to meet together. And I just want to encourage you, find community, find your tribe, find family, because that's where we grow best. We don't go grow best on our own in isolated little places. We can do it for a while. But what tends to happen is we peter out we, we, and we get weaker and we actually can get picked off really easy by the enemy with doubts, with insecurities, with questions on this, that and the other. But when we're together as one kingdom family and we're worshiping together, even though we might look different and sound different, God releases a blessing on his family and on the community meeting together. And so that's what this last part in the land talks about for me is our territory. And God's given you and me specific territory. And when we realize that, it doesn't matter whether you're renting a house, you're living in a tiny house. We're loving tiny house shows right now. We're just getting into it. And it just looks so cozy and amazing in those tiny houses. But whatever you live in, it's your territory. And so you have authority in that territory. And take authority in that territory because it's important that we actually uh, take a stand and we stand for what's right and what's true in our 
territory. It might be even just your car. It might be your specific realm. Whatever it is, that's your territory. And God's given that to you to live in the way that you want to live. But we've got to remember that God sovereignly has allowed that to take place. He's allowed the blessing. He's allowed the good things. Yes, he's allowed the agitations as well, but he's doing it all because the Lord has given us room and he's giving us room so that we will flourish in our land. And I just want to break out really quickly three, three, uh, those three words. The first one, Isek, that was the first well. That meant dispute. It might be that we've had disputes and we've had issues of life going on. We might have even been disputing with ourselves with things going on in our own life. God wants us to move on. Don't stay in that place. Move on from disputing. Move on from confusion and, and, and insecurity and fear. Move on from that place because it is not a place you want to camp. It's not a place you want to be drinking from. It's a place that will bring a lot of anxiety and stress. So if you're in that place or you've been in that place, move on. Find somewhere else for your head to be. Find somewhere else that you're listening to. Find something positive, life-giving, faith-filled so that you can actually move on and drink water from a different well. The second well he went to was Sitna, which means extreme hatred. And it's probably even worse than the first. Um, and so, again, we can see that this was another place that he could have set up his community. He dug the well, he found the water, but again, people hated him. And we might have been in a situation, or we might even be in a situation now where we're finding ourselves where it is not safe, it is not sound, it is not positive, and it's not life-giving. And we want to ask the Lord, okay, what do I move on to now? Because we want to find Rehoboth. We want to find the open spaces, the place of growth, the land, the territory, the flourishing. That's what we're aiming for. And so, my prayer for you today is that whatever well you've been drinking from, you find Rehoboth. You find open spaces where you can grow and establish your roots and be strong and powerful and get the word into you and get truth and life and, uh, and, and find fulfillment in the kingdom of God. Find the best situation, find the best voices, find the best attitudes so that we can set our goals higher. It's something that I've really committed myself to in this corona season is making sure that I don't waste this time for me. And it looks different for everyone, but I know for me, it's been really important to, to focus my energy in a few different areas. And, and I've done that, and I've done that really hard. And every now and then, Karen has to remind me and say, okay, just, just pull back a bit, make sure you rest your body, make sure you rest a bit. So yeah, I'm having to listen to in the season, but, but it's about growth and transformation and seeing God's best, even in an undercover situation. Uh, but we, we can be uh, really, really blessed in this hour. And I believe that that word Rehoboth, I want to leave that with you today. Find open spaces, find kingdom organic nutrients that are available. And if we go to the right well, if we go to his word, if we go to his power, we go to his presence, we will find open spaces. We will find peace. Where there's unrest, we'll find rest. Where there's anxiety, we will find peace. Where there's been stress and strain and forced pressure and just rushing around and or maybe confusion, maybe hatred, maybe disputes, we will find a watering well that is life-giving 
purposeful, that is strong, not weak, but actually builds us up and gives us incredible, incredible fruit for the next season because that's what we're going after. And that's our prayer is that for everyone watching today and anyone who will watch this back, that you would get so much of God into you and his kingdom and his plan and purpose that you'd find Rehoboth, you'd find growth and strength and life in this hour and in the next season to come. And so I want to pray that over you today. Lord, we just thank you for everyone watching. We thank you for our kingdom family, for everyone, wherever they're watching and whatever situation. And we agree together in prayer for your best. We turn away from disputes. We turn away from anxieties and stresses and fears and hatred and confusion and things. The previous wells of the past, we leave there and we leave at the foot of the cross. And we head toward Rehoboth, the place of growth and open spaces today. And we ask, Lord, that you would breathe your life on us, that you would breathe your healing power over us, that you would breathe strength and purpose and destiny and hope over us in this fresh land of Rehoboth with open spaces to grow, to get more of your kingdom thinking, believing for the, for the bigger things of life, the bigger things of the kingdom, leaving the old in the past and reaching, stretching out for the new and the incredible things that you have for us. I pray blessing upon everyone watching today. I just decree and release the Lord's best over your life, over your body, over your situations and your relationships, your jobs, over whatever's going on right now. I speak peace to the storms. I speak life to your situation. And that word Rehoboth, that he would bring open spaces and kingdom power and authority into your room, into your situation, and so that you would find blessing, that you would find fruitfulness in a fresh new way. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. 